we're going to see the entire Persian Gulf. We're going to see the entire Arab and Muslim world go non-dollar. And I tell you, they don't like paper. They don't like mortgages. They don't like bonds. They don't like paper. They like gold. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Mark is here with you for Arcadia Economics. And today it is part two of my interview with Dr. Jim Willie of the Hat Trick Letter. Yesterday, he talked a bit about the de-dollarization that continues to go on around the globe. Today, he talks about how some of these things resolve. What are some of the markers to look for going forward? And perhaps what some of this will look like if we go a couple of years into the future. So with that said, here's part two with Jim. I, I step back. I take a high view, Chris, and um, I still have my little successes. And um, I tell you, these bricks are not going to quit until they bury a lot of the Five Eyes countries. Mexico is applying for the bricks. There's rumors that Obrador was killed. I cannot confirm that. President Obrador of Mexico. I cannot confirm that. I got to put on my magnifying glasses. These are not prescription glasses. This is a uh, sign of my age. Sorry. Um, China and Brazil have a new deal. They're going to trade only in yuan. That, that's, that's south of the border here. Malaysia <clears throat> in the Pacific Rim. No more dollars in trade. We do not see any current need to use the dollars. Okay, that's our central bank head. Um, I mentioned the France LNG deal. That's UAE gas paid in yuan. We're going to see the entire Persian Gulf. We're going to see the entire Arab and Muslim world go non-dollar. And I tell you, they don't like paper. They don't like mortgages. They don't like bonds. They don't like paper. They like gold. And, and I'm really curious to see how much Dubai has a revival because in the last few years, Dubai has taken some lumps uh, for prominence and for actually for honesty. I'd like to see them restore their, their volume and their integrity. Um, it's a favorite place for India to buy gold. They go to Dubai. And I'm not talking just about, you know, jewelry with the souks or sooks, whatever they're called, S-O-U-K, souks, souks. Um, they buy gold. They buy bars. Dubai is going to be important because Africa needs a window. In my entire discussion here, Chris, I've never said the name Africa. I've mentioned Union of South Africa. I did a little exercise this past week where I, I noted the square miles for various African countries. Can you guess the largest African country in square miles? That's a trivial pursuit question. By the way, I was a semi-champion in that game. I could believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I got more little tidbits of nothingness stored up in my big head. <clears throat> it's Algeria. They're okay. bigger than Congo, but that's an oil producing nation. Congo is an everything producing nation. 
They got gold, they got diamonds, they got coltan, they got a lot of different. <clears throat> We're going to see, I think, Zimbabwe join the BRICS and Zimbabwe become a primary banking center for Africa. As strange as that sounds, if you said that 10 years ago, you get laughed out of the room. But remember, the last shall be first because the last is the first to be ruined. And they're going to need something real. Wouldn't it be interesting if Zimbabwe produces a, like a, a, a golden diamond-backed dollar? What a unique concept, golden diamond-backed dollar for Zimbabwe. I think they're going to have a reval like the other countries. But... Zimbabwe might become like the banker, banking ambassador to Africa. Right now, Nigeria is having a hissy fit. Nigeria is all messed up. Um, Just one note on Zimbabwe. We did have that story earlier this week where they're introducing the gold-backed digital currency. So not, not all that look, far wrong. Yeah. Look to see some good old-fashioned Western foreign legion commando sabotage maybe they're going to have their communication lines cut um i tell you we're, there's going to be some events with these countries that are brave and bold enough to, to embark on a legitimate currency that's not the dollar um, i don't believe congo is going to lead anything congo is a gigantic country Okay, here, here's just a little fact of life. The Congo, whatever they call it, Democratic Republic of Congo, the, the bullshit Marxist nation of Congo. Congo is bigger than Western Europe in landmass. Just let that sink in. You've got other very large countries. Chad was useful when the Langley boys decided they were going to go in there and steal some gold mine it themselves and pay back Germany the gold that they sold in the market from the Federal Reserve in New York. Chad was very important. Okay, These African nations are huge, they're loaded, and they're going to get organized, and they're not vaccinated. Not a minor tidbit there. Well, Chris, <clears throat> you know, I don't know where you want to take this from here. I, I feel like I'm a bit of a blabbermouth, <clears throat> but uh, I mean, I think that's one thing you love about me that I never shut up, but I, I never get boring either. Um, I, I've had a couple people actually say to me, well, it's not a couple, it's like 15. Jim, when you've got those hour, 20 minute interviews, I, I watch the whole thing. Some guys put me to sleep like with 30 minutes, but, I'll, I'll watch over an hour with you. Well, I say, yeah, I, I guess I'm not boring, but I try to add color. You know, I try to, you know, innovate like, you know, the bullshit uh, in London and the bullshit for delivery for their precious metals. Uh, it's a very important part of their business, bullshit for delivery. How do you close a naked short? <clears throat> anyway, uh, I have my fun. And I love your silver bars. 
Um, I love my silver bars. But um, Chris, Mexico is going to be a very important nation. They might be a staging ground for Chinese troops. They might be <clears throat> in a civil war with two competing drug cartels. They might be the site where Langley cartel is opposed by another cartel. And they're not aligned. One will be aligned with Colombia and the other will not. We're, we may see Mexico a battleground of narcos. Uh, they've already lost, I think, a quarter of a million people from cartel violence, murders. I'm talking about five times what we lost in Vietnam. And it's really not presented in that fashion. Mexico might turn to a silver-backed currency. They might use <clears throat> Hugo Salinas Price uh, and his theories and concepts as a foundation. I hope they do. But if they join the BRICS, they're going to have the United States as an enemy. And there's going to be some warfare in unconventional terms. And and that scares, pardon me, hiccup. That scares me. Um, I don't want to see war at our border, but, you know, we got an open border. So are you aware that we've let in over 30 million unvetted people since the Obama administration? 30 million? We're up to close to 350 million people now. We got 10,000 Somalis, Chris, in Lewiston, Maine. 10,000 Somalis on welfare. Lewiston, Maine, are you kidding me? Okay, we are seeding our nation with Africans, with Arabs and Latinos, and very few of them know how to read. What are we doing? Okay, this is obscene. Anyway, stick stick with the dollar. I guess, Jim, one of the things <laughs> that you've mentioned, as we've been discussing tonight, uh, the different regions for the gold pricing, you also talked in your recent newsletter that you see Russia launching their own gold-backed digital ruble currency soon. I'm curious, to, if we went forward two years in time and some more of this has evolved, any thoughts on what what this looks like? Are we, are we seeing different countries with their own gold-backed digital currencies? Or are, are yes. you able to get any idea of what that actual framework looks like? I, can, I have pieced together some of the frictional forces. I believe, honestly that last December of 21, so like 15 months ago, the treasury bill was rejected at US Pacific ports. And in a panic, the globalists launched the Ukraine war. Because the treasury bill was rejected, now we're running out of, let's just say, Sand in the Ukraine war hourglass. Time is up for Ukraine war. 
Bakhmut is a disaster. The smashing of the money laundering centers is a disaster. The smashing of the trafficking is a disaster except for Kiev. And now they run out of time in the Ukraine sand hourglass. So Chris, here's the big frictional force. And it ties into the central bank digital currencies. <clears throat> the US is gonna have trouble with imports. What are we gonna pay? Are we gonna pay with treasury bills? They don't want them. We're already now seeing problems in Long Beach. They're actually coming up with a false story. I got this confirmed by a California client who did a consult. He said, Jim, the story is that it's a labor union dispute, but that's not it. There's no labor union dispute. I don't want to get into past history because it's a long story, but <clears throat> there's no labor union dispute in Long Beach. It's fabricated. The problem is the nation's that are shipping goods like motorcycle parts, like cars from Japan, television sets, home electronics from Japan and, and Korea. They don't want treasury bills anymore. They're turning down our treasury bills. Chris, here we are. That's the friction. They're going to demand Eastern nation gold-backed central bank digital currencies. And the leaders of that are Russia, China, and Iran. So when we get the big crisis at the West Coast, and not just West Coast, it's New Orleans, it's Houston, it's Miami, it's Chesapeake in Virginia, it's New Jersey, Philadelphia, New York, they're going to have trouble with the imports. And they're going to need a method to pay. And the Americans are going to be told, we know you don't like hearing this, you guys, you former kings of the hill. But you got to pay us in Russian, Chinese, or Iranian gold-backed CBDCs. The former kings of the hill are going to bark and scream and moan and cry and threaten. And the loser <clears throat> will be the U.S. economy. We're not going to get our supply. And we're going to see black market coming in from Canada and Mexico. <clears throat> Do you know any analyst who talks about black market from Canada and Mexico? <clears throat> I don't. Do you know any analyst who talks about money laundering and the lost trillion dollars a year, half of which might have been lost to the Swiss banks? I don't know of anybody. I talk about it. I kind of think half a billion, half a trillion dollars a year is, uh, yeah, it's a big amount. <clears throat> there are two factors for, for Credit Suisse going down, Chris. One is the Arabs pulled their money in the bond offering, and the other is the narco money laundering did not arrive. But you want to know what looks like down the road? I'm telling you, the first gold-backed CBDC might be the one country that has the best military. Russia. They can back it up with military might. Let's face it, the main backing for 20 years for the dollar has been the U.S. military. I don't like the word fiat currency. You know, we don't have fiat. We have military currency. 
If you don't like it, we'll destroy your nation. If you don't like it, we'll destroy your currency. Take a look at Turkey. Take a look at, at Venezuela. All right, so the second will be China. They will come out with a gold-backed CBDC. China has a different kind of advantage. And this is a very big issue. It's called the yuan. They're cutting deals with the French for yuan payment. They're cutting deals with the Persian Gulf Arab monarchies for yuan payment. They're cutting deals with Brazil and Argentina for yuan payment. So the Chinese are not in any big hurry. <clears throat> the yuan is going to be a, like a caretaker currency six, eight, ten months down the road, which is what your question was about. So look for the Russian gold-backed CBDC, maybe a launch in late May, maybe a delay. I don't know. I don't care. <clears throat> the Wall Street and London bankers are shitting in their pants over the SCOEX dumping ground that UAE has volunteered to serve as and offer credits for gold. My big question is who's going to sell the gold? For the dumping agents of U.S. Treasury bonds, who is going to sell the gold? I've got some ideas, but I'd rather save it from my April newsletter. The third will be the Persians, the Iranian gold-backed central bank, uh, gold-backed digital currency, Iran. And, and that's exactly when they cite their volume of gold. They're going to announce their gold-backed digital currency. They're going to say, we've got, we got 42,000 tons of gold in numerous sites in Iran. Your Israeli bunker busters can't touch it. You don't know where they are. We got it all hidden. So Russia, then China. China's in no hurry. They got their yuan. Okay, can you imagine the hue, the cry, the shame, the embarrassment when the New York bankers have to buy yuan in order to get our imports into the United States? That's what's coming down the road. There's no way around that. How are we going to get, okay, you know, the country that I find the most interesting right now is Japan. We've got a lot of trade. We buy Toyotas, Hondas, we buy Nissans, we buy Hitachi computers, we, we buy, you know, Nikon cameras. We, we got a lot of Japanese purchases. Are they going to take our little shit treasury bill? I, I think yes, Chris. And I, I talk about this in my, um, in my, in my Japan newsletter, in my April newsletter. <clears throat> they're going to take treasury bills and they're going to get rid of them as fast as they're in their hands. They're going to convert them to gold. They might ask the United States to facilitate that in order to get a commish. Out of pride, we might say no. Enter Shanghai. Shanghai might be the place the Japanese convert their treasury bills into gold. I tell you, the SCO exchange is going to be big. It doesn't seem big. Very few Americans even know about it. 
Very few Americans even know what the BRICS are. I got a, a quick story to tell you. It's alarming, Chris. I had a millionaire clan in California do a consult call with me. He said, Jim, I got a, a very disturbing conversation that I, I need to relate to you. I have the privilege of knowing two different company executives and we had lunch and we talked deals. We talked, you know, the landscape review, what looks good. The Southern California still look good. How, how about, you know, the, you know, the suburban Phoenix area, what anything good, look good in Idaho, you know, stuff like that. Property developer billionaires. Neither one knew what bricks was. Okay. We've got a learning curve in the United States because we're going to have to pay attention to the rules that the BRICS make. This is going to be exciting. It's going to be ugly and full of conflict where the Americans swallow their pride and be equal among the nations. We're not unipolar anymore. There is no more unipolar. <clears throat> Big message to Wall Street. There is no more unipolar. <clears throat> no more. Okay. We're going to be an equal among nations or we're going to be an outsider. What, what's it going to be? If you're an outsider, you're not going to get any imports. If you're an equal among nations, you get imports and you got to buy yuan or Chinese CBDCs or... Oh, <laughs> Shiver my timbers, Russian CBT. No, no, no. The Europeans are going to buy Russian CBDCs. The Americans are going to buy Chinese. And, you know, that won't be too hard to do because, let's face it, many of our politicians are getting a paycheck from the Chinese Communist Party. Unbelievable. Big, big events. Big, big events. Okay, so Russia will take care of Europe, China will take care of the Americas, and Iran will take care of the Arab and Muslim world. That's how I see things getting divvied up <clears throat> 12 months down the road. <clears throat> oh boy, I tell you. Well, Chris, I've worn myself out. <clears throat> well, and as you know, this afternoon I was worn out. I, I needed a nap to get my to get my my mojo back. <clears throat> yeah, and, and a half hour power nap does wonders for a for a, <clears throat> a soon-to-be geezer. <clears throat> it's amazing I got 20 years on you. It's absolutely amazing to me. 20 years. What was I doing 20 years ago? Holy shit. <clears throat> 20 years ago. <clears throat> I was finishing up my career, Boston and Pennsylvania, 20 years. Hey, this is this month I got my 19th anniversary of the newsletter. Right on. So pretty happy about that. So I, I invite people. I'm, I'm trying to wind it down here, Chris. I invite people to go to golden-jackass.com, put a smile on my face, sign up for the newsletter, be patient with me. I'm going through a lot of stormy stormy things in my life 
you cannot be a bold uh, analyst. Just ask Carl, what do you name? Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I mean, Fox News made the biggest blunder I can ever imagine. Okay. I talk about it a little bit in my April newsletter. Uh, this is my website. In the center is the subscribe button. Uh, the consult button has gotten a lot of activity in the last few months. Uh, they're really quite interesting conversations that, let me just say, a third to a half of them, I learned some things. So I get, I actually get some new boots on the ground. Okay, that guy in, in Phoenix, wow, he told me something I had not heard before. So I'm going to contact him and see if there's any update on that. I tell you, the console be has become something to increase my, my research connections. Um, the sponsor button <clears throat> is very important to me. There are a number of wealthy people who have put me under their wing and continue to help me to survive the onslaught of, of some pretty ugly events in my life. Um, I don't wish to discuss that. I'd rather focus on how I cannot be kept down. I love the word irrepressible. Yeah, I'm irrepressible, but I'm human. And uh, I take blows and I, I have to recover. But um, sign up for the newsletter. I can't tell you how many people, oh, I used to have a great pair of compliments. I was with your newsletter for three or four years. And then I, I went away to check out other things and I came back and I wish I never left. Oh, that's, that's one of my favorite. Then the other one is, I'm kind of a freeloader. I listen to a lot of your YouTubes and now I listen to your bit shoots and rumbles and all these. And I was really slow to sign up for your newsletter, but I thought out of curiosity two years ago, I did. I wish I did five years ago. Okay. The two sides, <clears throat> it's like the alpha error and the beta error in statistics hypothesis testing. <clears throat> anyway, Chris, I hope people sign up for my newsletter. It's a labor of love. I've devoted pretty much my entire middle age years, 19 years. I'm going to do something special a year from now for the 20th anniversary. I'm not going to give it away. Um, I tell you, these are very interesting and dangerous times. They got me worried. I wake up in a sweat sometimes, 4.30 in the morning, a wet pillow. Oh my gosh, <clears throat> just, there's a lot going on and a lot of it is ugly. We're going to see the end of the globalists. And I, I won't just say it'll be in our lifetimes, Chris, I think it's going to be in the next several months. Let me close by saying something of a, of a very curious interest for me. The dollar's not going to go away as fast as you think. For those who are really aware and really on top of a lot of the conflicts and powerful forces, the narcotics cartels are loaded with dollar trade and they will not go away quickly.
How many people do you know, Chris, who at some time in their life have used cocaine or still use cocaine? They're not going to go away quickly. Neither are the cartels. <clears throat> they might actually drop their price in order to keep their business running smooth sailing. We got a big fentanyl problem coming. There's a lot of dead people from fentanyl. <clears throat> and that is a Chinese export to our wonderful country that will be restored. So I've got a lot of things. You know, I used to focus, Chris, on finance, economics, and, you know, the, the China Silk Road and petrodollar. And now I'm all over the place because everything is interwoven. The doctors and their lockdown did tremendous damage to the bankers. Tremendous damage. They caused a supply shortage. They brought about the rise in interest rates. I cover a lot of these things and I try to weave them in. Another compliment that I get that's very common and that's I weave things together from five different areas, tie it together, connect the dots. Oh, I didn't know that that was related to this. Now I see it. <clears throat> I don't know how, it's like a gift. I see connections. I think part of it was my my deck days from 1980 to 1994. The computer industry was fast moving and we had to be fast thinking. We had to know what was important. And that's part of my background. I loved my digital years. They were my favorite career years, 13 years. I was a star on intramural softball team. I hit 700 every year. I was a manager for three years. <clears throat> I got a very rich background and resume and it helped me to make a really good newsletter. And I can never leave out my roughly 20 colleagues I ask their opinion, we put our ideas together, and it's not just them. I got 30 people in the field and I share information with them and they share information with me. They love to bring something to me. You know, I, I don't mean to be demeaning in any way, but when I was in West suburbs of Boston, <clears throat> I had a wonderful little cat and she used to bring me a mouse. And I tell you, it was so intriguing to watch. But I have a lot of clients who bring me information. They say, Jim, I'd love your opinion on this. I got an opinion too. What do you think? I'll, I'll hear you first. Okay. This happens every single day a dozen times. <clears throat> this is how I build a newsletter. And I, I'm very grateful to all of them. And I'm also grateful to my Lord, my Lord God, for getting me through these very difficult last few years. Uh, and my God has got a face. Uh, it's Jesus, Yeshua, whatever. Um, well, thanks for having me on, Chris. And, you know, this is a nice news, news. Uh, what do you call it, website. And, and it started in 2019. I got a great website manager in the Netherlands. He's a smart guy. I hope he sees this interview and he built the, the, the higher quality graphics. 
it's kind of funny. He said, Jim, you got a lot of buttons in there. It's really tough for, for the smartphones. I said, yeah, I know, I know. <clears throat> Let's just hope that many people have bigger and bigger smartphones. I got one that fits in my pocket and doesn't fall out when I'm on a bicycle. That's my limitation. Well, Chris, this has been real. Very real. I thank you for your patience today. <clears throat> I had some uh, challenges earlier today. <clears throat> You're a good doobie, Chris. Well, I appreciate everything that you're sharing. And obviously, like you said, there's a lot of people involved that go into the newsletter that you put out each month, which is pretty impressive, has a lot of information. And certainly you've been talking about a lot of these de-dollarization topics for quite a while. And now we're seeing them happen for six almost, years, almost by the day. So it's... it's interesting experience to live through where on one hand there's the part of you that i'm sure is happy about getting the research right on the other hand there's uh that side that sees some big changes coming in the world that's going to affect people and just hope people are doing well out there and preparing as best as possible and fortunately you give a good source of information so people can get an idea of some of the things that are coming along the the pike there so Appreciate that, Jim. And people can find the newsletter, the website, and the consulting button all at golden-jackass.com. Also in the link in the description field below. And uh, just appreciate everything that you shared tonight, Jim. I know people always well, like hearing from you, so I think this will be a good one. I I love being on your show, and um, I always get a good response from, from clients. Um, these are scary times. Yeah, you, you hit it. I love getting a forecast right, but it causes a certain level of trepidation. There is a level of trepidation and it has been, it's noticed by, by a couple of sweethearts of mine here. Jim, you seem more nervous in the last few months. I say, yeah, I, I told you the dollar's gonna have a sunset. You know, have you been paying attention? <clears throat> oh boy, scary. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. Been great. Been great. Um, I appreciate everything you do. And um, you you come at it from a different angle. We each have our contributions. And I tell you, we make a mosaic. And it's important to read the mosaic because <clears throat> there's a message there. And the message is no longer unipolar world, no longer dollar dominance. Ch big changes are coming. Gold backing. Thanks You're for having perfect. me on. And thanks, Jim. Appreciate that. And uh, we'll have to do this again soon, my friend. Okay. Keep in touch. And there you go. That is Dr. Jim Willie, the golden jackass and editor of the Hat Trick Letter. Hopefully you enjoyed that one at home. I know Jim is always one of our most popular guests and people like hearing from him. So great to catch up with Jim again and get some insight into what he is seeing and hearing. Thanks to Jim for joining me. And before we wrap up, I would like to thank BlackRock Silver, who brought us today's call with Jim. As you may have heard me mention before, BlackRock has been exploring their lithium mineralization that they found at their Tonopah North site. They formed a deal with Tierlac Resources that allows them to keep access to some of the mineralization while Tierlac will be doing the development and drilling. And they did get their first set of drill results back a couple of weeks ago. All drill holes intersected broad zones of lithium mineralization in excess of 400 parts per million, each having intervals greater than 1,000 parts per million, including the highest grade intercept 
the date of 1460 parts per million. And they also have six remaining drill holes pending, which will be coming back soon and also anticipating a maiden mineral resource later on in 2023. Of course, that's in addition to BlackRock's gold and silver project, which is the main focus of what they're doing. They brought Tearlock in so that Tearlock could focus on the lithium while BlackRock stays focused on the gold and silver. And one of the things that they are focusing on is the intercept they found in the Northwest Canyon of their Silver Cloud project, which came in at 52.62 grams per ton gold and 606 grams per ton silver over 1.5 meters. And they further did a metallic screen gold assay, which brought back 70 grams per ton gold. So they are planning a drill program there, getting the permitting in place at Silver Cloud so they can begin a 4,000 meter drill program you can find out more about this at blackrocksilver.com, or you can just click on the video coming your way now with the last interview I did with Andrew Pollard, the CEO of BlackRock, where he talks more about it.